I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. We're excited to leave it all out on the table, I guess. <laughs> And welcome. You are locked on at the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The last minute, Looney, the one more thing, King. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? All right, we're calling an audible. Super <laughs> late, last minute, Brad Townsend had to throw a throw a wrench into the Mavs Twitter sphere, if we want to call it that. And Friend of the pod friend of the pod brad townsend one of the trusted voices that you trust uh, if you're a mavs fan and you're following news on the dallas mavericks so yeah we were scheduled to do um wing targets for pick 31 but after some texting of some good juicy stuff that brad gave Mm. us all we're like all right we got to talk all about this story we have to so we pulled an audible we know we said yesterday we'll do we'll do 31 targets for tomorrow and possibly Friday's show as well. But today we're going to get into Brad Townsend's story about, man, the Mavericks willing to trade everybody except for Luca and Porzingis to get better. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff in this article. Go read it on Dallas Morning News. Subscribe to them as well um, to get all your stuff because Brad is one of the guys that we trust. If all of a sudden free agency in the draft is going to be in a couple weeks, right? If all that is just yeah. going to come in and then the start of the season training camp will start December 1st, Brad's one of those guys you want to follow. We'll have uh, him on the podcast eventually again too. I want to say this too. Mark Stein tweeted this out and, and he said that he's hearing grumblings that you know free agency could start literally like 48 hours after the draft like 2 to 3 days <laughs> after the draft now i know that that is super quick i get it but can we all agree that if there's ever an off season if we want to call it an off season that there is tampering that is happening 1000%. It is right now. If there's ever an offseason that the league is saying, we're just going to turn our head and look the complete other way and say, I don't give a crap what you all are doing right now. It's this offseason because it's so weird. They're not going to find somebody right now. That ain't going to happen. So I want to go out on a limb and say, there's already deals that are already made that Woj, the moment that they set 1201, whatever day, time it is, there's going to be a flurry of deals that are announced. So... I I'm just gonna, think this is full tampering season. I'm going to go the other way. The league lost a lot of money, Isaac. They lost <laughs> a ton of money. They might want to recoup all that money, and they'll just send fines <laughs> here and there all over the place. Let's recoup that money with tampering money. Um, Make no. these teams pay. The Lakers got it. The Clippers got it. Give us the money. I I just think there there has been so much stuff that's already happened. I mean, there's probably trades that are done right oh, now. I know. That we don't even know that Woj. What what is Woj setting on right now? Does Woj, what do Woj's drafts look like on Twitter? Is it just like this lineup of just all these yes. bombs ready to I go? I just wish we were in a fantasy league. I see the stuff of Adam Schefter in these fantasy football leagues and how he picked up Antonio Brown like before he even reported it. And I'm like, dang, I would be so pissed to be in a league <laughs> with Adam Schefter. I'm like, why is he picking him up? And why is Adam uh, Schefter allowed? That's like insider trading, right? It is. It's it insider is. fantasy I would, trading. I would, I would throw a fit. But anyway, <laughs> Woj is definitely setting on some stuff, just waiting yeah. for that offseason trade period to happen and then we'll just get hit with nukes from him. Dang. All right, before we get into that article, five star Apple Podcast review. This is from Surge from Fort Worth. Shout, shout out to Surge. Shout out to Surge. He's already moved. See, I told you. <laughs> He's there. He's already moved here. He's already moved. He's already ready. 
He says it's the best sports podcast in the game. Appreciate that. Uh, he said, recently heard someone say that the Heat knew that Jimmy Butler would fit well in their system, even though he has the reputation of toxicity. And sure enough, in this playoff run, we've seen him to be the true player. What are your thoughts on the potential players that can take the team to the next level while also catering to the Mavs team culture uh, so that we can prevent another Rondo fiasco here in the Metroplex? thought that was an interesting question. What do you think is the Mavs culture and can we grab somebody that uh, that fits that? And what do, what do you think about that? Oh, God. Well, she gave me a <laughs> heads up on this one before. Um <sighs> But we've talked about some of these I mean, guys, right? Like we've talked about the, you know, the Mavs like really good locker room guys, right? And they, they do, yes. It, but I'm trying. One is I'm trying to think of how to define it, and I'm also trying to think of the right way to word it too. I, okay, let me just say this: we all know Rick Carlisle's not the easiest player coach. Like that is just out there. So I'm not yeah, saying anything it's, groundbreaking. It, it's on the that. roommate thing, right? Where if if all your roommates are bad, maybe you're the bad roommate, right? All these point guards that don't like Rick Carlisle. There's probably some on Rick Carlisle's plate too, right? Where he's he's been the one that hasn't been as easy to deal with. I think it's probably yeah. you know a lot of times the point guards leave and you're like, okay, Rick Rick was right about that one, right? Because they go somewhere else and they don't play well, right? But uh, I think there's there's blame on both sides to me. Yes, yes. There's definitely blame on bo- both sides. Um, so, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't want to say just because Jimmy Butler went to Miami's, you know, system and his relationship with Spo and stuff like that, and it worked there, so it could work in Dallas. You know, and da- like I'm not gonna sit here and say Dallas would have been just like Miami, and it would have been just the opposite of Philly, Minnesota. I'm not gonna say that. I don't really know that. I do know that like Dallas does. Or they do love guys like Dwight Powell, like Harrison Barnes, like Jalen Brunson. They love those guys, like stand-up guys on the court, great locker room guys, great guys off the court in the community, stuff like that. So that, I mean, they like continuity because when you look at, there's not many front office coach owner you know, groupings that have been together as long as Dallas has. Like, yeah, I mean, it's not like we've won like 18 titles, whatever, but they have won a title together and they've kept that same continuity together with Donnie and, you know, Cuban and Rick. And I mean, Dirk was a part of that. Luke is probably going to be a part of that now moving forward too. So they at least that's, that's something when it comes to building your culture. And I think that's even what Serg is saying. I'm not saying he, I don't think he's saying that Jimmy Butler coming to Dallas would be the exact same thing, even though I think Jimmy Butler's, you know, the, the culture in Dallas would be better than what it was in Philadelphia for him. But yeah. I think that he's pointing out that the Mavs culture is important. And we'll talk about it when we go through free agents. So I'm sure we'll do it soon. When we go through that, we'll, con- we'll, we'll consider that as well. All right, let's get into this article because there's a ton of stuff I want to get to. Brad Townsend says, according to league sources, multiple league sources, mm. No one is churning right now. He mentioned at the beginning of the article how this all this offseason could happen within like six weeks, right? Like all of it just real quick. The draft, free agency, all that kind of stuff. The trade window could open up. The cap could also could be named. We don't even know what the cap, the salary cap number is yet. I don't know if we've mentioned that enough that we don't even know what it is. So a lot of times, you know, we'll know what it's going to be by like spring, right? <laughs> spring before yeah. the off season, because they have the numbers. They kind of can project what we're going to, what the teams are going to make in the playoffs and all that. And they, the next season's the number that we're all looking for. I mean, everybody that we've ever heard or read recently of all, is all still projecting it to be one Oh nine for next year. <clears throat> it's the year after that, that is so up in the air of what it could it, be. It's true, but we don't even know what next year's, is True, yeah, you yeah. know like we don't even know yeah. that number that's just what i'm saying but we know the projection but 
Uh, yeah, so he's saying that teams are trying to, to move a lot of stuff. There's all these teams that have two stars, and who's going to be the first Western Conference team to pull off a three-star team? And he said, no one is churning harder than Mavericks president and general manager Donnie Nelson, who's made it clear to peers league-wide of three things. According to multiple league sources from Brad Townsend, three things. I'm going to list them off here. Dallas wants to acquire a third star to augment the pairing of Luka and Borzingis. And if that takes adding other teams' unwanted salaries, so be it. Two, all, repeat, all is what he says. Mavericks players not named Doncic or Brzingis are available. Everybody's available on the table. I, w- I would for, add draft picks to that too. That's what he said. All, all players. All draft picks. And, yeah, <laughs> they currently own, this is number three. They currently own the 18th and 31st picks in the November 18th draft. The Mavericks have a strong desire to trade into the lottery picks one through 14. So all three of those things the Mavericks want to do. We'll talk about what that means for the Mavericks, all those things, more stuff in the Brad Townsend article, all that coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris. Oh, man. If we're going to go through this whole draft, free agency, all this stuff in a couple weeks, we're going to be doing like a draft dash. Remember we used to do that where we do weekend pods and all that kind of stuff. We'll probably yeah. start doing those soon. Uh, we're going to need some energy, and we're going to need some uh, some protein to work off of. So we need some Built Bars. Re-up, reorder on your Built Bars. It's a protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. They're covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. They're absolutely awesome. Built Bar is great for anybody that's health conscious, needs a snack, needs a breakfast replacement. You can lose or maintain weight while also indulging in something that tastes good. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for a keto diet. For example, new flavor, Cherry Barcia. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs. Just go to BuiltBar.com, check out all the different flavors, check out all the different products. They also have this Built Go that can give you energy as well. Uh, go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Alright, Isaac Harris, let's get into the rest of this article. Uh, or let's, let's break down the first three things we, we heard first. So, just to repeat, multiple league sources say that nobody's working harder than Donnie Nelson to try and make this team better. Dallas wants to do three things. They want to acquire a third star and do whatever it takes, even if it takes bringing back unwanted salaries, so like a big salary attached to somebody else. So our crazy Brad Beal, John Wall trade, like mm. right? That could be that could be a thing well, that they're, yeah. they're talking about. Let's talk about that point. Two, two you know, all players not named Donjic or Przingis are on the table. And then three, they own the 18th and 31st picks, but they have a strong desire to trade into the lottery. So let's focus on that first one. They want to add a third star, even if it takes adding unwanted salaries. Yeah. And on like on like in theory, that sounds awesome. There's just not that many bad contracts anymore. They also like, say that every day, every every offseason, right? Remember the Chandler Parsons yeah. plus the fourth pick, right? The Mavericks would take that. We've talked all about this for years. Because that that 2016 class, they're like they're up. Like this is the last year, basically. They're all expiring contracts for the most part, and so there's not a ton of those contracts that you're sitting there saying. And I want to say this: like, how many times in these deals that teams are shedding these big contracts? Normally, for instance, like when Miami pulled off the Jimmy Butler trade, they had to find a third team to take on Mo Harkless from Portland and Whiteside. Yeah, well, they they were sending Whiteside to Portland, so that Portland had to shed money because they were taking on Whiteside, and so they had to find a third team to take on the money. So typically, 
you don't see the team that's receiving the third star <laughs> getting the bad contracts because normally if you're going to get a bad contract, you're getting like assets attached to it, you know? So it that part, I just don't want it, people to get really attached to that and say, all right, well, cool. We, we could take on a bad contract from a team if it means landing a star because I just, I mean, literally after I read that, I was going through all the teams again, even though we did a whole pod on it. I was going through all the teams again. I'm like, is there something I'm missing? It, does Indiana really view Miles Turner or Brogdon as like a really bad yeah. contract to where you they would just attach that to Oladipo and then you're getting the, like, is that, is there a deal with Philly that you could get? I mean, I'm not even in love with the Ben Simmons fit in Dallas, but like you get Ben Simmons by take, but like if you're Philly, you're not going to, trade Ben Simmons just to get off Tobias Harris or Al Horford or something like that. You're not doing that. And then it's like the only other team I looked at was like Milwaukee. And it's like, if Milwaukee really wants to like switch things up, if they think they can get another big name, like in 2021, I don't know. And it's like, you'll take Middleton. If you take on Bledsoe and something like, it's just hard to do. Like, that's all I'm trying to say of, we talked about the Brad Beal, John wall thing. That's literally (laughs) one of the only prime examples I mean, unless you just start getting into some like weird that's worth like it's obviously based on what your definition of a star is. Yeah. And if it's worth throwing away all your cap for. Yeah. Like, yeah. Would you would you get Drew Holiday, but you would have to, quote, take on JJ Reddick's not like that just doesn't make sense for the Pelicans. You know, like they can get way more value for Drew Holiday. Like taking on JJ Reddick doesn't mean anything for. So anyway, I think. That part, I like how it sounds. It's a good, like, yes, we're willing to go get it. I just don't know how practical it is. That's the whole point of this, I think, is that it's it sounds good. The Mavericks are willing yeah. to do this, right? The Mavericks have so much. Like, you take what they say uh, as, like, they're trying to say anything to try and get make stuff work, right? But what they do is what's important because what they do yeah. is what they really mean, right? The Mavericks has set up all these different things so that 2021 can be, you know, a big deal so that they can have that much money to get one of these stars just because they say they're willing to take on salaries and stuff like that. That's that's pretty good to hear that they're willing to do anything, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that's practical that they can actually do it. Right. Uh, The point of this article was to say that Luca's, you know, Luca's coming to the end of his rookie deal already. Right. Like it's clock is counting down the Mavericks have no reason to think that he won't re-sign but you're seeing the Giannis thing we've seen a lot of stuff go down where player all of a sudden you know the LeBron thing goes down the Durant thing goes down where these guys are saying you know man I can't win in this place I have to go somewhere else and win and somebody's going to turn down that max rookie deal eventually right that max is this evil honest Nate (laughs) I'm just saying somebody's going to do it we don't think it's Luca. But no. these stars are turning down these deals so fast and it's becoming so um, common. It's becoming so common for stars to do this. Somebody's eventually going to do that. Luca is a big enough star that he, he might be the biggest star by the end of his rookie deal, right? Like he's already been, yes. you know, top of the MVP, you know, voting. So the Mavericks are taking all that and taking, you know, not taking anything for granted and saying we're going to try to do everything that we can, which is the next point, right? All players not named Doncic or Porzingis are available. What did you take it from that point of this? I was just surprised that DeLon Wright was not mentioned with Porzingis and Luca as being untouched. Stop. It's me. We've tried not to be mean to DeLon Wright. <laughs> no, um, I mean, yeah, this is what yeah, I mean, this is what you expect. We've talked about Maxi and Dorian and Brunson and all these guys so much. We've seen them in Dallas for a handful of years now. They're great complimentary players. 
Yeah. If it means combining some of them to go get a third piece, you're going to do that. Yeah. Whether whoever they whenever they leave or they package them together, it's going to be sad. We're going to hate seeing man, hate seeing you go some of these players, but that's just part of team building. And yeah, so I wasn't super shocked by that at all. This that's something you have to say too. The Mavericks are not good enough that those fringe players make the difference, right? They need that third star right now to 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 get them to that next level, to get them in contending level, right? The Lakers and then the Heat and even the Bucks, like if the Bucks had some of these role players that the Mavericks had, maybe that makes the difference for them, right? They are they're already yeah. in that next level. The Lakers, the Clippers, if they had some of these role players that were you know, those those role players make the the difference for those type of teams. Mavericks aren't there yet. They're going to get there, right? They're going to probably get there in the next two years or so, yeah. but it, it's not going to make the difference yet. They need to add that third star, and that's what the Mavericks are you know trying to do. They're trying to add that in order to get to that next level. Totally understand. <laughs> like, yeah, put them all on the table. And also, again, <laughs> think about what they, what they do and not what they say. Everybody's available, but... They're all still signed long term, right? There's none of these guys that are going to get mad that they're available in trades and leave. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're all yeah. signed long term, except for like Tim. Yeah, and there's nothing that I mean. If you're in the NBA, you know this is a business, yep. and especially outside of Luca and KP, all those guys know that if the right deal came along, they're gone. Okay, yeah. so and they, they know it's part of the business. Um, and, the third- all, and, and all the things that they say about these guys being like very crucial to the team and all that can still be true, even if they trade yeah. them, right? It's not a complete, they're not completely like going against everything they say just if they trade one of these guys. And I think the Mavericks know that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> the third the third point uh, that you listed was about trading up and for Dallas wanting to trade up. We've talked about it before. We don't think that they're going to bring two rookies into camp. Yeah. Whether they trade one straight out to get off a contract or whatever we, it is. We think it'll be strict- five rookies. <laughs> exactly. Maybe <laughs> six. But them packaging both of them to move up, you know, five or six slots, whether it's, you know, eight, just 18 to 14. I mean, that right there could land you one of those wings. If you move up a mm-hmm. little higher, 18 to 11 or something like that, then you're looking at maybe a, a class of wings that we haven't even talked about yet, whether yeah. it's Vassal or Okoro from um yeah Auburn. i don't know if i said his name right but you know one of those two guys i mean heck what if a guy like halliburton drops on some people's boards i would love absolutely love halliburton in dallas so you know <laughs> he was number four on chad ford's big board though so i don't i don't yes. think he's dropping that far but the maps could trade up there yeah they could i mean killian hayes like that's i would assume that they would move up to guarantee because that's the thing whether you move let's just say you move up 18 to 14 well, then you're locking yourself in to at least one of those wings for the most part. That you're lo- you're giving yourself the chance if you love Aaron Neesmith or if you love Sadiq Bay, yeah. one of those guys. Which we do. Up, <laughs> yeah, you move up four spots, you give up the 31st pick. Yeah, I get it. But you move up those four spots and you get your guy. And you get a guy, a wing that can contribute now, whoever it is. So, yeah, I absolutely love that. Go do it. Let's do it. Heck yeah, we're in on that. We think that that's great that they want to move up there. Also, we still think they're going to trade those for a, you know, a veteran player, somebody that can actually contribute to the team. I still believe that they would do that. All right, coming up, let's get into a little bit more of this. There was a player that the Mavericks had a deal for. Mark Cuban was a little bit, I don't know, he, he didn't really say who the player was because he didn't want to be tampering and get that fine, but the Mark Cuban kind of insinuated a while ago that the Mavericks had a deal for a player during the trade deadline. We'll tell you who that player is coming up. All right, Isaac, let's get into 
the rest of this article from Brad Townsend. It's probably all we're going to get to today because there's so much in this. Uh, Brad Townsend said, more than a few player agents have whispered to the Mavericks that their client sure wouldn't mind being part of Dallas's promising future. Tell Let's me more, go. Brad. Tell Let's me more. Go. This goes back to the Jared Dudley thing, right? Jared Dudley was on, who was it, JJ Reddick's podcast or somebody, and said, they asked, who's a player in the league you'd love to play with? And he said, Luka Doncic. He, like, everybody is starting to, starting to see that Luka is this player that people want to play with. He's different than some of these other stars that, you know, Harden. Nobody wants to go play with Harden, right? <laughs> but Luka is a different kind Russell of guy. Russell Westbrook did. Okay. I guess. But that's a place that he could go. How many places could he go? But you know what I mean? I think this is just, I think this is so good. This is stuff that we're going to say, yeah, no duh. But I think that it's good that agents have actually said this, that they have said that they, hey, we wouldn't mind coming to Dallas. And maybe that means discounts. Maybe that means players. Like, who knows what this means? But, you know, I think that that's nothing but good. Well, he's, I mean, I hate doing the, like, he's LeBron, but, like, he's the new age LeBron type. You That's because you hate LeBron with, like, a fiery passion. I'm trying to pay respect to LeBron by that. Of like, I know, but that's why. But you have to say low. I hate saying it. That's why. Um, but it's like, you know, he is the playmaking big that's going to be one of the faces of the league. I mean, he already is for the mm-hmm. next, you know, 15 years. So, and then you just look at his first two years in the league. You look at, I mean, I don't, this is not taking all the credit away from Tim Hardaway, but like, look how much Luca helped Tim Hardaway. Yeah. Look, I mean, Maxi, Dorian, like, Tim Hardaway is dead weight money yeah. when he got here. And a lot of credit to Tim, but I think it's a lot of credit to Luca too. That, I mean, Tim's legit going to make some, I mean, money. he plays with Luca next year. He's going to hit 2021, and there's going to be so many teams with cap space. They're going to be willing to give him a three or four year deal. Yeah. If he's still shooting 40% from three, a wing and all this stuff, I mean, people are going to line up to pay this guy. So not like a max number, but still he's going to get another big payday. And I, that that is not going unnoticed with these yeah. other you know agents and players out there of like, hey, can you get me? To Lucas team, so he, <laughs> so I can you know make some more money, and he can bring out the best in me too. So yes, I love it. We're seeing the results, right? We're seeing all of a sudden Luca gets the keys to the car. The Mavericks all of a sudden become a playoff team. These role players are all of a sudden playing out of their minds, and it's in you know large part thanks to Luca, and that's what this is all about, right? This is this is all about getting that star player, getting that LeBron type player that makes people better, and Luca is one of those guys. Another thing that I kind of teased before, Brad Townsend's article says, after last season's trade deadline, owner Mark Cuban revealed that the Mavericks had a trade in place for a player. He declined to name, but that deal fell through because the player wanted to test free agency this offseason rather than sign an extension with Dallas. Ooh, That player, turns out, was Danilo Gallinari of the OKC Thunder, Isaac. Danilo Gallinari could have been a Maverick last offseason or last trade deadline. Okay, so this was like a month after Dwight Powell's injury. Yeah, this becomes one of the one of the biggest what ifs of this past season, right? It does. Yeah, we can honestly do a whole pod on and this we probably will thing. at some point. <laughs> so yeah, we probably honestly will. And what if what if pod? But this was like in a month after the Dwight Powell injury. So this is the full shift. You know, this was them. Do they try? Do they trade for Gallo if Dwight Powell doesn't get hurt? I don't know because I think with Dwight Powell out shifting KP to the five, this naturally opens up 
Gallo to be a starter there at the four. Yeah. And then you're adding another 40% three-point shooter. Mm. There's so much stuff I want to think about it because initially I my mind stri- went straight to what was the package? We don't know what the package was. Brad didn't say it, but I want to say Dallas would not have included Tim Hardaway in that package because if they're if you're trading for Gallo, you like you're wanting to win now. Like you're you're wanting to continue yeah. to be good. So if I if okay, if we're taking a shot at what the package could have been, my guess is it would have been Maxi, Delon, and the 31st pick. Maybe even the 18th pick. Probably 18. Let's just throw 18 in there. Maxi Delon and the 18th pick. That would get you right around Gallo's number if you're OKC and you think you're gonna lose Gallo, this veteran, to a you know free agency in the summer, you can at least get Maxi and a first round pick out of this. You have Delon in the contract for a couple years. That might even be too much for an expiring contract. But still, and if you're Dallas, man, I think the 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 thing about it was Brad saying that Dallas wanted an extension and Gallo you know, wanted to test free agency. So what was the extension number? The extension number had to be a number that was much less probably than what he thought that he could be getting on the open market. And this was all pre-COVID. Right. This is all pre-pandemic, pre- Yeah. COVID was around. Pre-the NBA stoppage. Let's let's do it that way. Yeah. If you get Gallo, what does that do for your team? And you kept him hard away. Yeah, what so does that do for your team the rest of the year? Gallo's making $22.6 million last year. He's a free agent now. So this gets, I mean, the Mavericks were interested in him then. They could bring him in now, you know? Um, yeah, that's another question. Like, does this, it, they obviously want him at the trade deadline. So let's just, okay, let's just take a, a guess and say <laughs> that they thought that they could, you know, try to extend Gallo and say, hey, you're probably not going to, like, you're not going to get $20 million on the open market in no. free agency. Here's an we would give you an extension for three years at whatever it is, 12, 15 million, whatever it is. Well, he says, no, let's just say he says, no, I want to test free agency. Love you, Dallas. You're cool. I want to test free agency because I think my age is telling me somebody out there will pay me 18 to 20 million a year. Well, bam, COVID happens. Now free agency is going to happen. And let's say that market's just not there at all. Well, at least that relationship was already like, he knows Dallas loved him back then. And if he swings back to it and says, "All right, well, Atlanta's going to give me, you know, 13 million, but Dallas is sitting there saying, "We'll give you a, you know, one-year mid-level nine something." <laughs> it's like, "I'll sacrifice a couple million to go play with Dallas, a team that I know loved me and I know the part I was going to play there and all that stuff." So, I just think something is already there, and I'm intrigued to see if it flourishes into anything yeah it's also interesting the what if angle of it what if they had him with the clippers is so interesting like if they had him against the clippers that would have been so fascinating if maxi was in the deal then you don't have maxi to guard Kawhi, right yeah <laughs> then you know that that it all goes out we could do a whole pot on that but yeah that is really fascinating interesting to me that he didn't take that deal or didn't you know he wanted to test free agency and now it's just like way less than he's expected. Bobby Marks did a you know, an article on ESPN predicting the 2020 free agent starting salaries. You have what Gallo was going to make or what he thinks that Gallo could make in front of you? Uh, I don't know. I want to say 14 to 16. Something like that. So, he's he's going to make a lot less, but like Isaac said, he could who who else is going to give him more than that 9 million? Who else has that money? It's like he mentions in his article, I think, that the teams that have money are going to be 
the Hawks, the Hornets, the Pistons, the Knicks, and maybe the Suns are going to have <laughs> cap, cap space. Yeah, 14 to 16 million was what, what he was what he was going to make. So, it was what he could make, you know, what what they project for him to make. So, maybe he does take a couple less million to come play in Dallas to actually play for, you know, like a, a contending type team. Who knows? That that was very interesting to me this whole Gallinari angle of it. And that in that signing trade, let's just let's go back. I mean, it was OKC. They could revisit the whole thing, right? I mean, if that if that was the trade, Maxi Delon in 18 they can revisit it right now, right before the draft, and say, "All right, we'll draft for you, OKC. Tell you know, tell us who you want. We'll pick them, and then we'll do a sign and trade and equal out some of the money here and do the exact same trade, but at the you know at this new contract that we were willing to do back then. Gallo turned it down because he thought he's going to get more you know get more money, and now he's like, well, dang, I don't, I wish I could take it now. So I don't know. Would Dallas still do it? We don't know." We don't know. Should they though? Should they try and go get Gallinari? Is that a is that a type of guy that you'd be all in on? Because we've been preaching that the Mavericks need to add defense, and Gallinari does not add defense, but he does give you sort of a he gives you a placeholder in case Porzingis goes down again, right? He's a twenty point yeah. per game scorer. They can fill in if Porzingis gets injured. Uh, he would. That's another thing against Clippers. He would have been able to fill in. When, that's the what if right there. What would have happened if we had Gallo against the Clippers in the playoffs? Yeah, that would. Yeah, that's that's we a got huge, it. We got that series. That's that's that series is probably going the Mavericks way, even though we're a little biased about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I think that they should still probably go after that. I think they can still get some guys if they do that, that sign and trade. Then they don't have to cut into that, you know, um, that mid-level exception. Right. And then there's a couple guys yeah. that Bobby Marks also mentioned in this that they could still get, right? Um, Marcus Morris was kind of in that range. Jay Crowder, kind of in that range. Avery Bradley is a $5 million player option. He could turn that down. The Mavericks could grab him if he wants to leave. Ken Bazemore. Garrett Temple has a team option with the Nets. If they have to turn his option down or decline his option to go do something else, they could add him. Mo Harkless is uh, set to make like 4 to $6 million, according to Bobby Marks. He could be on the Mavericks. Derek Jones Jr., the Mavericks had interest in him. An interesting name on here, Paul Millsap. Six to eight million dollars. That's what he's projected to make this offseason. That could be a guy the Mavericks could add. I mean, if you're adding Paul Millsap for like, you know, seven million, you're not putting a yeah. lot into that. So a couple of other names I found interesting that aren't wings, but could be good for the Mavs. Aaron Baines and Marcus Saul, both set to make like four to eight million. Marcus Saul would be really Marcus interesting. Marcus Saul have four million dollars. That's what he's saying, because he's an unrestricted free agent. And who's gonna who's gonna pay him more, right? The teams with cap space are the Hawks, Hornets, Pistons, Knicks, and maybe the Suns. Like maybe the yeah. Suns go give him some money, but that's the thing with that mid level exception at nine point three or whatever it is. Like they're they're gonna be like a team like the Lakers is gonna get a like a, a dumb acquisition. Like, yeah, because there's get, not like, a, a ton of money really to go around. Player. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're gonna get a really good player because there's only so many teams and the teams that do have cap suck and then you know some of these players like a gallo it's going to look at and say do i want to go suck on a team but make money for 15 million (laughs) dollars a year or do i take a one year because that's what it's probably going to be it's probably going to be a one-year deal for some of these guys that are good players but they'll go to a winning situation say let me play in the playoffs let me contribute and like really like make more of a name for myself and then let me hit free agency in the summer 2021 when everybody in the freaking league has cap space and yeah. I can get paid again. That's what everybody's going to want to do. So that's why the piece about 
agents talking about having their players play with Luka is so important because that could benefit the Mavericks this offseason. They could be one of those teams that say, man, if I go take a discount this year and then I go play with Luka, he makes me the same way that, you know, if I go the same projection as Tim Hardaway, right, I've become like a a starter rotation player to like fringe all-star, right? (laughs) You know, if I I do that, then all of a sudden I can – you know, double what I'm supposed to earn or whatever. I mean, that's just why that's why this is all so important. So, so much stuff. I mean, we were thinking about getting into the KOC mock draft today, but we don't have time. There's just so much stuff in that we wanted to get to. Interesting stuff. We'll be back uh, breaking down th- picks 31 for the Mavericks. Bunch of different targets that we have. Wings. There's a bunch of wings there that the Mavericks get. We'll talk about those guys tomorrow. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom. They work just as hard, and they put in countless hours doing this. Amazing job. I can't say it enough. Thank Amazing you. job. Be Thank very so proud. Much. Be very proud. Much. We did it again. Don't squeeze my neck. <laughs> <laughs>